Welcome to Unleashed at Work and Home, the show dedicated to helping veterinarians, vet techs, dog trainers, shelter and rescue workers, pet sitters, and all the other animal-crazy pet professionals manage their stress and find more joy. I'm your host, Colleen Pilar, and I'm thrilled you're here with us today. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on your favorite app so that you won't miss a single episode. This episode is brought to you by our free community, the Circle of Resilient and Thriving Pet Professionals. If you like the ideas shared here, then you're invited to continue the conversation with other lifelong learners in the community. You can find out more at colleenpilar.com slash community. It's the perfect place for you to learn cool stuff, feel good, and take action to create the life you love. Come join us. How are you? Really, how are you doing today, right now? Giving all the uncertainty surrounding the coronavirus, what would support you right now? I've been thinking a lot about that. The brain is wired to solve problems related to survival in an outdoor environment in nearly constant motion. Our brains are not wired to deal with threats that feel intangible, hard to grasp. It's really hard for us to reconcile with something like a global pandemic. It's hard to sit at home feeling perfectly healthy and wonder about the variables. And so that's left many people feeling fear and sadness, anger, frustration, impatience, loneliness, and that steady hum of anxiety. So I'm not going to spell out the various stories your brain might be creating about these emotions because I don't want to introduce one that you haven't already been fretting about. Instead, I want to talk to you about uncertainty. Dr. David Rock identified the five most common emotional triggers. The acronym SCARF can be used to remember them. They are status, certainty, autonomy, relatedness, and fairness. And the coronavirus pandemic is hitting all five of those triggers for us. And I may cover the others in future episodes, but today I want to focus on uncertainty. Life is always filled with uncertainty, every day. This was true even before the coronavirus, and it will be true afterwards. In theory, we all know and accept that. We kind of get it. For example, you can't be certain that your car won't get a flat tire, and you can't be certain that your client will pay their invoice, and you can't be certain that your friend won't say something unkind. You comfort yourself by doing what you can to decrease the odds of those situations occurring, and also by assuring yourself that you will handle whatever comes up. Well, this situation is no different. Well, of course it's different. Of course it's different. This is unlike anything any of us have ever faced. But in actuality, the emotions generated by this uncertainty are really quite similar to those that people face whenever they or a loved one are in crisis. You've likely had times before when you felt fear and sadness, anger, frustration, impatience, loneliness, and that hum of anxiety. You likely had times that all of those emotions were coming up and it made it difficult for you to focus on what to do next. 
the time that comes most vividly to mind for me with this is when my husband had a 15-hour brain surgery for an incredibly rare cancer. The whole time I was in the waiting room, I felt like I was leaping out of my skin. And I had those feelings on and off for a full year as he went from diagnosis to surgery to radiation to recovery. It was awful. The uncertainty made it so difficult. More than anything, I wanted clear answers. And often we can't have them. So today, I'm sharing four steps for feeling stronger and more resilient in the face of uncertainty. Sound good? Okay. (laughs) So the first step is breathing. And breathing is the underrated superpower. Several times a day, and any time that you are feeling anxious or uncomfortable, take five deep, slow breaths and focus on making the exhale longer and slower than the inhale. Why? Why should you do that? Your breath is your only access point to your autonomic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system revs you up and you're already plenty revved up. But the other half of the autonomic nervous system is your parasympathetic nervous system, and that calms you down. So by focusing on these long, slow exhales, you're stimulating your vagus nerve and boosting your parasympathetic response. So humor me here. Let's do a few deep, slow breaths together. My favorite way of doing this is using a breath mantra from the Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh. And he has a series of five. And I often joke that it's like tag teach for meditation because there's a simple instruction with each step. So ready? Play with me here. In. Out. Deep. Slow. Calm. Ease. Smile. Release. Present moment. Wonderful moment. So that last one can be a sticky one, can't it? Present moment, wonderful moment. What's so great about right now? Well, right now, in this moment, you're okay. And sometimes bringing ourselves back into reality and recognizing that right now, in this moment, I'm okay, is the most important thing that you can do. So that was step one, learning to breathe several times a day, taking a moment and just giving yourself a little bit of support for your parasympathetic nervous system and helping your body relax, reduce stress and move through things. Step two is acknowledge and feel your uncomfortable emotions. We spend a lot of time trying not to feel what we're feeling. So what I want you to be thinking about is when one of those thoughts comes up, you're often inspired to do something, anything else. And for example, when you're feeling the feeling of anger, you might be inspired to send out a Facebook message that is angry angry about everyone who's not doing um, the 
social distancing that you're hoping that they would. Instead, I would encourage you to say, I am feeling anger. Like, just notice it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it in my mind, and I'm feeling it in my body. Be very conscious of that. Why? Why should we do that? Well, what this does is it gives you a little bit of space to become an observer, to bring your rational mind back on track, and to show yourself some compassion for all of the emotions that are coursing through your brain and body faster than you can even recognize that they're happening. They are coming on, hooking you, and carrying you away. So when you acknowledge these uncomfortable emotions, and when you say, I'm feeling sadness, it gives you this space to observe, to be a little bit objective, but also to provide this compassion and acceptance of that this is hard. Acknowledging that this is a very difficult situation that we are all in, and that at this moment, you're struggling. That is really powerful. Negative emotions have purpose. They provide all sorts of wonderful information to us, but they also decrease our ability to think clearly, to be creative, to be helpful, to be kind. So the more we stay in a negative emotional state, the more difficult it can be. But by running from a negative emotional state, we often prolong them just bouncing from one to the next. We'll go from anxiety to sadness to fear to loneliness instead of moving towards something more helpful and productive. So becoming curious and not judging yourself for having these feelings will allow you to process them and move through them more quickly. So that's the second step. The third step is finding things to be grateful for. Training your brain to seek moments of beauty and peace and calm. Your brain is wired for negativity. It is designed to notice and remember bad things. And ordinarily, that's a very good trait. But in situations like this one, where there's no official signal that you're safe and you are well, your brain will keep spinning unless you help it stop. So training your brain to find what is good right now is incredibly valuable for rewiring some of those neurons. I'm a big fan of finding tiny gratitudes. There are always big and small things to be grateful for, but we tend not to take notice of them. So make it a game. Come up with five things that you're grateful for that begin with the letter G. I bet your brain is already working on that. Another time, try coming up with five things you're grateful for that you can physically touch without needing to change your location. What's right beside you? What's touching you? Right now, I've got a comfy fleece jacket on, and I'm grateful for that. So looking for what is good and what is good right now is incredibly powerful for helping you come down from that hum of anxiety and gives your brain a job to do. And it gives your brain a job to do that's helpful as opposed to just seeking another update on the web. And then the fourth step 
is identify your action steps. One of the reasons we don't get all riled up about the possibility that your car might get a flat or that your client might fail to pay or your friend might be unkind is that you have already done things on the front end to minimize those risks. So your goal here is to find ways to take action, big and small. Ask yourself, what is one thing I can do that will make me feel better? Now be careful here. It's very tempting when we say something like, what would make me feel better to hand the power over and say, well, if someone else would do this, then I would feel better. This case, we're looking at what can I do that will make me feel better. So this gives your brain a puzzle to solve and it moves you forward. Try to come up with at least one physical, mental, emotional, and social action step that you can do today. So I'm going to repeat those. What is one physical thing that you can do today that would help you feel better? What's one mental thing that you could do today that would help you feel better? What is one emotional thing you could do today that would help you feel better? And what is one social thing that you could do today that would help you feel better? It doesn't matter how small your action steps are. What's important is that you're giving yourself back a vital sense of certainty and control. So these four pieces work individually. So if you have just a moment to do just one, that's awesome. But they're more powerful when you apply them together. All four together for the biggest punch, but even two at a time can give you an incredible boost when you're feeling just pulled in so many directions and feeling that hum of anxiety. So the four pieces are, again, just as a recap, taking two minutes of deep, slow breaths, acknowledging and feeling your uncomfortable emotions, finding things to be grateful for, and identifying your action steps, personal steps, things that matter to you. When times are uncertain, finding the ways to manage your emotions and move toward a better headspace with clearer thinking and greater peace and being able to identify what you can do is supremely helpful. Another thing that helps tremendously is having someone to talk with. So during this time of physical distancing, you may be looking for community online, and I have two options that might be of interest to you. In my free group, The Circle of Resilient and Thriving Pet Pros, I'll be having free weekly sessions for the foreseeable future. These are Zoom calls where you can join in and participate, where you can share your thoughts and feelings, and where you can look for your next action steps. And if you're interested in a deeper dive into resilience, more info about brain science, positive psychology, and specific strategies for moving forward when you feel stuck, then maybe you'd like to check out Unleashed Resilience. The Unleashed Resilience community is a safe, supportive group of pet professionals having real conversations about real life. Unleashed Resilience is broken down into monthly themes. Each month, we focus on a particular type of challenge that you face. Things like establishing and maintaining healthy boundaries, understanding the five most common emotional triggers, scarf from today, status, certainty, autonomy, relatedness, fairness, working with complaints. 
developing the skill of asking for what you want and strengthening the relationships that really matter to you with your friends, family, and loved ones. Unleashed Resilience is an opportunity for you to reconnect with yourself, to tune in to learn more about what provides meaning and purpose in your life. There's a safety and understanding here in this community that cannot be provided within your friend and family circles. We have no preconceived notions of who you are or what you should do. We want to learn about the real you, the one inside, waiting to be set free. We cheer for your progress, celebrate your wins, and we remind you of your strength when you struggle. We're here to support you along the way, just as you will support others. So if one of these communities might be beneficial to you, I hope you'll check them out at ColleenPilar.com. And in the meantime, use these four steps for dealing with uncertainty. Take time to breathe, stimulate that vagus nerve, and support your parasympathetic nervous system. Acknowledge and feel your uncomfortable emotions. They're there for a reason. They're trying to keep you safe. Thank them for their work and then let them go. Find things to be grateful for. Teach your brain to notice what's good. Teach your brain to recognize that in this moment, you're okay. And identify your action steps so that you are making today and the future better by what you do. Thanks for listening to Unleashed at Work and Home. I invite you to come learn more at ColleenPilar.com slash community, where you can be steady, be strong, and be long.